When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Tommy. Yeah. Remember I just came home and I told you a story that came from my friend? You guys, (laughs) this is a PSA. (laughs) What did you just say? Do not trust your Apple Watch ever again. She told me this whole thing. I end up coming home and sharing the whole story with you. And then I look down and I see my Apple Watch freaking picked up the conversation and texted it back. Snitch. Into my text thread. That's a snitch watch. Oh my God, I died. Thank God it texted it back to her. And guys, remember, like you are no longer safe when you're alone in a room. If your Apple Watch is strapped onto you, no, honey, you can go viral. Any devices, phone too, any any of your shit. No, honey. Fix that up, man. You can go viral. You definitely could. Careful out there. You definitely could. Oh my God. Welcome back, Dirties. This week is about Tommy and I's first press tour together. At this point, we're engaged and the world who knows us is probably shook to the core that I actually met a man, stayed with him, and now he's proposed. Let's be real. I don't think a lot of people ever expected me to end up in a good place. We get invited to New York for a massive press tour. And this is Tommy's first time being in the public eye with like multiple news outlets and reporters. And like we're whisked from one location to the next, meeting people that want to ask us about every juicy detail. And what we're most excited for is doing Watch What Happens Live together with Andy Cohen. One thing you guys might not know is that All that glitters is not gold. Whenever I see someone I'm a big fan of showing up to do Watch What Happens Live, I always have this beautiful picture of how perfect their life is painted like in my mind, like, wow, look at how gorgeous she is. And she's smiling and like the excitement of live TV, because when you're a Bravoholic and a Bravo celebrity, this is like the biggest thing that we do. When you do watch what happens live, they fly you business. And I would say it is a treat to be able to go with your man back to his hometown where I get to see all of my NYC friends. And then I'm meeting the McKay boys for the first time. That is so nerve wracking because I really care what these guys are going to think of me. And now that I'm engaged, I'm not just meeting his buddies for no reason. He's introducing his lifelong friends to his fiance me. So I really wanted to make sure that I'm making a good impression. I wanted to make sure that they liked me. I wanted to make sure that I looked my best. I wanted to make sure that I was putting my best foot forward, making a first impression because you can never make a first impression twice. The McCabe's are, you know, they're like my brothers, you know, they're three brothers. Anybody that was in my bridal party. They're all very handsome. They're all very strong and tall and cute and anybody that was in my bridal party i consider a brother to me you know that's either was 
12 guys. In the Caves are three of those guys, Johnny, Billy, and Michael. Johnny was my best man. I love those guys to death. They're real good stock. They're uh, salt of the earth, as people like to say. They get along with everybody, and you can't not like the McCabe's. It's just like, it's like a rule. We're really excited because I'm around all my friends that I only get to see once in a while. I get to meet all of your friends, and like I'm very turned on by this environment of like meeting your childhood buddies. These guys feel like my brothers to be like they, I immediately get the warm and fuzzies, like the way that the McCabe's are, it feels right. It feels like these guys are going to have my back for the rest of my life because these are Tommy's guys. And you know, it could have been, it could have gone any way, but it really just was such a jovial, what do you call it? Like it was just such a good time. It was serendipitous. It was uh, it was very good time. We had a, we had a lot of fun. You know, it was fleeting. It went by real fast. Like we were only there for three days, two days, three nights, and one of those nights is the show. The other nights you're traveling, so it's like it was a whirlwind and a lot of booze. But it was a really, really, really good time. Yes, when you meet somebody that you're meeting for the first time, you feel like you might be judged. I didn't feel judged by your friends at all. Like I felt welcomed. I felt like I was included already in a family. Like, I, was the, it, it like was, I felt like I was being inducted into a family. And you had enough on your plate. You know, like I said, it's live TV, bro. You know what I mean? That's the endorphins start going. It's crazy, man. It's not, not everybody's ever going to experience that in their life. So again, I'll stay to the, you know, to my deathbed. My friends are never going to be the problem. Are never going to be what you have to worry about. Definitely They're the best. Not. So definitely not. They, uh, not. if you need something, they'll run and get it for you. Like, you know, they're there to be your support system, to let you know that you look great, to let you know that this is all, you know, to be grateful. This is all something we should be grateful for. This is something that be exciting and, uh, embrace the moment. And it was a really good time. Your friends have such a profound understanding of what it is like to be living and breathing and appreciated, appreciative and blessed. They're so down to earth about like genuine about everything that they say. They mean what they say. And there was no like, let me size her up and decide whether or not she's good enough for Tommy. I would have had to really, nah, Tommy's really saying she's up. good enough. So then she is. You know what I'm saying? Not like, like, not Tommy's saying she's good enough. Tommy's saying this is my woman. Yes, like that. That Tommy's saying that she's the one. So then she's good. You know what I mean? Like she's we don't in. have to check. Yeah, that's it. Not that's like Persians yeah. that are like, oh, who is this clown? Yeah, they can size you off. They can start asking questions. They're gonna like you know, read about it sit on, on their Reddit. Pulpit. Yeah. Read about it on Reddit. What they say about like the first time. Oh, Tommy it. met my friends. Forget it. It's not like. Well, you know, is she here for the right reasons? Like, what is she looking for? What does she want from him? Like, I'm sure there was something I could have done wrong to rub them the wrong way, but I really would have had to fuck up. Nah, it's just like I said, pull up a chair, man, have a drink. Let's see, you know, let's bust each other's balls, number one. Oh, it's so true. So this trip is a triple whammy because A, I'm going to meet more of your super close friends and family B, we're doing an engagement press tour. And C, we're going to be on Watch What Happens Live TV, which is all three a big deal on their own. When you're meeting Persian friends and family, Persians, you know already that we tend to be very judgmental. So I didn't know if I was going to be dealing with the same thing, meeting the McCabe boys. 
I was nervous because I wanted them to like me and I wanted it to go smooth. Was it going to go smooth? Right now, I'm just getting my ducks in a row. We're on our way to New York, and this is all a dream and play. When you get into New York City, you always want to start hitting the bars with your friends, going out, because it's Manhattan. Like, who doesn't want to? You want to party all night, but in fact, you have glam coming to your tiny little hotel room around approximately 5 a.m. Therefore, I'm nervous. Like, is my outfit right? Did I get it pressed? Is it crinkled? Does it fit right? Did I remember if I needed it to be dry cleaned or tailored? Did I bring the right shoes? Are my bra straps going to stick out? There are so many things that you get nervous about when you're doing TV and media outlets. That's the first thing that you have to remember when you're doing a work trip. Work is work, man. You might be lucky to be able to end the day having like a drink or a dinner with friends, but you're here for work. And press... It sounds fun. It sounds glamorous, but it's highly stressful. You have to be on your A game and all day. Yes. You don't just do one press thing today and then tomorrow. It's a full day event of press. So you go from one press and you go from people to us to paid sticks to, exactly. you know, I grew up reading the post. I'm from New York. I always read the post. It's like, oh, wow. That for me, it was real daunting to say, I'm going to go sit down with my hometown paper and be on point, be memorable. Be so, you know, give a quote that they're going to, that, that if you wrote an article, you, someone would want to read, you know? Yes. So it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of mind that you don't necessarily think, like she said, the glitz and glamour of it is all great. You don't really think about that work aspect, and that, that part is definitely work. Not everybody could do it. You know, I got friends that could barely read. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, not everybody could do that, could go sit there and be grilled about shit. You know what I mean? And the same thing, more or less. Okay, how's Shah's season? Whatever. Is, uh, tell us about it. And like, you, So you have to keep them engaged. And like, like I said, man, she don't get enough credit for how arduous a task that is. It's work. It's not all glitz and glamour. And when you go from one place to another, you might be climbing up a flight of stairs and you get there and you're sweaty and there might not be a mirror for you to check. Maybe they're like whisk you into a room and they're like, all right, MJ, let's go, let's go, let's go. No mind about it. For her, you know, women don't sweat. They glisten. She would go, I fucking sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sweating like an animal, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it was an interrogation, dude. Like, I got waterboarded. Yes. It, yeah, it was crazy. You had, like, I had the people... same outfit on all day. So I had like the fucking big sweatpants. Bro, uh, it was, it was, oh, it was oh, yeah. Oh, you could have washed your feet in my sweat. Oh, the gross. sweat pits in my, it is, it is what it is. No, I had a you... jacket on. I was trying to look nice. It's like, what the fuck am I doing, bro? This is crazy. <laughs> and you were being offered like napkins for your forehead. Yeah, no, people like were they had offering, to. They take it. People were they offering. They weren't prepared either. It wasn't like they had prepared like, you know, for a sweat day. It was like, all right, we'll get you napkins from like the coffee room. You know what I mean? Just, Someone will be like. You know, just pat myself, blot myself down. Yeah, man, it was crazy. People would be like, um, MJ, you look okay. Um, Tommy, do Tommy- you? need a shower seriously though i envy the people who can travel with their glam that will follow them and like touch them up all day long and be like oh wait uh you have a hair out of place and you you need a little uh sweat blotting and and, like you need a refresher like those people who have that glam team following them like i don't blame them because they are going to come out looking great and they probably also have stylists that are going to make sure that their outfits are on point and the traffic the traffic is bananas 
is in New York, you know? So even if you're 10 minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. So like wherever you get, you're running behind. Like you're supposed to be there already. So it's really whist. You're like, you got to move. You got to have some fun. And my wife never moves, but she's on point. Like she's ready to go. You have to be. Yeah, and, man. I, but yeah. And you have to make sure that you don't spend all your energy in the morning. Like if your body crashes, you better man up and pep it up because maybe you're in the car for 45 minutes and you're tired and you're sluggish. All that energy transferring into an interview counts for a lot. And now you and I, babe, we're doing press together. And suddenly I realized, do we want to coordinate our outfits? Because you're wearing a really nice suit with a button down shirt and a handkerchief, a pocket square. Yeah, not a suit, but yeah, but a blazer and a button down. Yeah. And then I didn't realize until the last second, wait a minute, I think we want to be coordinated, don't we? Like coordinated in color, like no, matching. No, my, my pocket square had to be coordinated with your outfit. That's it. Like now you can't just dress for yourself. You have to dress as a couple. Yeah, but I can't reiterate that enough that the, that press day is a lot, man. It's a lot. You're all day on your feet. You got to be on point. You got to be sharp. It's a lot that, you, you know, people don't really recognize or realize. You do one you're super high off that press, but hold up. You've got like seven more to go. You have that high where you leave the interview and you feel good. It'd be one thing if you went right to the next room and you, you did another one. Yes. And when you, you know, like the Super Bowl, that's how it like works. Like Julia Roberts does it in one room. Yeah. And the media outlet has to come Comes to that to one place. Exactly. Because yeah, that's not how it works. You got to go good. to them. Yeah, that's good. Like if you're if you're Brad Pitt, you are in one hotel room and they all come to you. But us, we drive to each and every place. One might be five minutes. One might be 50 minutes. What if you're sweating? No, they're all close. But it's in New York, the traffic, especially, the, the you know, you're talking about a regular work day. It's bananas, dude. You know, in that area, it's a clusterfuck. If you're thirsty for water, you might not be able to, like, That's the only thing you might it. get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you maybe might get some water um, because that's good. Voice. But, like, if you haven't eaten... Or if, you know... Oh, my God. That's the one thing. You don't eat. Because then what if you have to poop? And what if you have to pee in an inopportune time? So you do go, 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 go running on empty and then fumes. Basically caffeine. They'll, they'll get you coffee and water. So you'll have six cups of coffee. You feel like, you oh know, you're, God. You're, you're, you're a tweaker. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, all right. You're, you're a tweaker. Bursting out of your skin. And, yeah, uh, you're dehydrated at this point from all like the a pig. caffeine. The elevator might have been hot on your way in. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> some of yeah. them you have to walk up a fire escape. Yeah, because that's the other part, too. <laughs> they, You know, some of them, they, uh, not to, uh, you know, she's not Brad Pitt. She's not Julia Roberts, but she's on TV. No, she's, she's been not. on TV for a long time. <laughs> Sometimes they want to take you the back way. Oh, and did the we back mention? ways usually don't have AC. Don't usually, they usually like, you know, you stepped over a rat. It's, so it's definitely not all glitz and glamour. Did we mention you're in high heels all day? I don't know how well, many. I'm not, but you are. I mean, you're in uncomfortable Jordans. I'm in high heels that start to really hurt because we're walking way too much in shoes that should be only sat in. Yeah, nobody's fucking taking and a I picture of my feet. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying. You know saying, what I mean? Like the one thing we could have done is wear comfortable no, shoes. No, you got to have yeah. good shoes for the outfits because you're doing endless amount of photos. By the time we are done with this harrowing day, our feet are busted and swollen and they hurt and they're numb and we have blisters. Then you got to go do watch what fucking happens live. It's the whole reason you're there. You know what I mean? So like you can't like say, all right, whew, 
cool, let's go back, let's go to sleep, you know what I mean? Let's go out for a nice dinner or, you know, really. No, bro, then you got to go back. She's got to do another outfit, wardrobe, real. This is the real one. Now she do got to get some hair and it's makeup. It's like all, all this that. other stuff is child's play. Yeah, because stop. This, this, time, is, this is live TV, bro. And we're going to meet Andy. Not me for the first time, but I'm introducing Andy to my fiance, Tommy Fight. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't know how many people ever thought that I was going to meet somebody that was, you know, gonna that we were going to make it this far. I mean, we're engaged and I'm not saying that I'm Andy's favorite person on the planet. I know that spot is saved for SJP. But I know that he likes me. I know that he's interested in meeting the guy that's going to be my forever. And speaking of Andy, what does he think about me being engaged to not a Persian guy, but a guy from Howard Beach, Queens, New York? But at the time, even my friends, they support me. So like, whatever, man, whatever you're doing, we, we, we support you. But there definitely was on so her side of the fence, my side of the fence. It was just like, yo, bro, you guys are crazy. I think a lot of our friends thought our engagement was not going to last. Yes. I think a lot of people were like, what are they doing? What are they thinking? Well, I disagree with you. I agree with you in hearing it. Like when they hear it, yeah. Yeah. But when they are around us and they spend time with us, it's like, oh, shit, I see it. I I see it now. When they spend time with us. You know what I mean? Like when you spend a little time and you see us. Then they'll understand it. Yeah, it's like, oh, now I get it. You know what I mean? But when you just hear it, it's like, what? You know, that sounds crazy. We work off of each other. You know what I'm saying? We're we're the same heartbeat. You know what I mean? We're, we're, uh, We're kismet, bro. McKismet. What I think is... McKismet were a person or people, it would be us. But your friends didn't get to meet me while we were dating. Your friends met me once I was your fiance. Well, no, you went to the wedding. When we went to the wedding, but it's different. Like a wedding, again, it was just that night. You know, there was a lot of alcohol involved and it wasn't the night... You know, wasn't about us. It was about my buddy and his wife. You know what I mean? Their wedding. Uh, This is something where she sent a stage, bro, between the press tour and, you know, between, you know, the hair and makeup and then going to do Watch What Happens Live for people like me where I'm from Queens. You know what I mean? They're not... You know, you could tell she's this is her shit, bro. You know what I mean? This is about her and uh, this is her deal. But nevertheless, she still was going to be meeting my friends. So she had, I'm sure, I mean, you can speak for yourself, but I'm sure you had to feel, I'm going to meet Tommy's very close friends too and spend time with them that isn't in the confines of a wedding. That's why I say it's a triple whammy because I am super invested in meeting your friends and it it is a standalone big deal. So it's double that when we're also doing press about us becoming engaged. And it's triple that when we're doing live TV and meeting Andy. This was a trip that she really met people that were important to me. And uh, and now that we're engaged, the way that we're meeting people, we're more invested. And I realize I'm not meeting 250 people at a wedding. I'm actually just meeting your core McCabe's. But not just that, you know, all those people at the wedding, you know, real special to me too. But again, it's different. Instead of wedding, you kind of work in a room, you know what I mean? You never have too much conversation with anyone. This is like us sitting in a room, you know, while she's getting hair and makeup done before she goes to watch what happens live to get more hair and makeup done. It's just us in the room with her. And if anybody's been to, you know, the dream in New York or me packing district, the rooms are the size of like a shoe, a, a, a shoe box for like, 
like like Shaq, like Shaq's shoebox is the size of the room. So you got the, all the, you got the McCabe's, not Billy, because as we said, Billy's not allowed out at night. Why? Because Danielle's not letting that go down. Why? She's just not. You have to have like a permission slip. You know, you have to give like months in advance. You got to put it on the calendar. You can't have just like, it Billy's can't be on not a whim. Allowed. Billy's not allowed out? Yeah, but Michael and Johnny. So it's me, Michael, Johnny, my wife, the hairdresser, all in Shaq's shoebox. Give me a little bit of a reason why Billy can't go out. I just told you. His wife's a teacher. And everything is schedule regimented. They got to put it on the calendar, dude. Got work you in the morning. You guys are wild. But Michael came out, and Bill and Johnny came out, and Johnny and Albert, who is my wife's friend, they look identical to each other. I don't know. It's weird. Kismet, as we like to say, that you know, my, my best, best friend, friend and, and her best, best friend. So yeah, <laughs> look, fire, look yeah. identical. And I guess now we have to put a picture of them. Oh yeah, side we'll post a picture and let the crowd. You guys tell me the one. Well, know, my mom did say to Johnny once, like she said to Albert, "You are Johnny." Yes, yes, <laughs> she was. Well, yeah, yeah, she thought we were playing a switcheroo on her. Meanwhile, at this point, she had met Albert like 20 times. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it was Johnny that she said it to. She called Johnny Albert. And she, Albert and got offended because did, uh, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. But yeah, you pack of wolves, wild pack of wolves should not be allowed anywhere without a chaperone. Uh, but well, so it was just us alone in this room. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it my could mind- be a stressful situation for her. And it wasn't. You know, we had a lot of fun in the lead up. We're about to go to watch what happens live. The car service calls the room up and tells us the car is here, ma'am. Like you can go downstairs now. And I'm like, where the fuck is Tommy? Tommy disappears to go out with the McCabe's. And I don't know where the fuck he is. He didn't tell me that they decided to go around the corner to get a drink. Well, she took forever to fucking come downstairs, bro. It's not like we, 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 we're trying to expedite things. So it's like, all right, we're going to move it along. We're going to go He's downstairs. He's supposed to be waiting for we're me gonna in the lobby. We're going to go wait in the lobby, babe. We'll be in the lobby, okay? So it kind of like gets her, gives her a little impetus to get the fuck out, get out the door. And then she takes forever. And there was a line like a, to get, a, you couldn't just get a drink down there. Wait. Uh, it was like, a fucking mayhem. So Johnny and Michael, you know, they're from New York. They knew a bar right around the block. So we went around the block. No, you don't know. There's a bar in the lobby. The line, the was, line was too long. It was bananas. Yeah. And not to be a dick, but I'm also like anybody that stays in the hotel, you know, or that could, does watch what happens live. For the most part, this is the hotel that they're putting them up in. So there's a ton of fucking Bravo fans in this hotel. Now, I, I'm Tommy from Shaw's. And I, we're engaged. So, it's, you know, I, uh, trust me, if you see me on the street, come say hi, man. Let's talk Mets. Let's talk Queens. I'm the nicest guy ever. But at this particular night, I'm with some of, you know, these kids like my brothers. Hadn't seen them in a minute. I just got engaged. I was looking to kind of take out the noise and just have a drink with my brothers. I totally get it. You wanted to make sure that your friends didn't think that you went Hollywood. And now you're back in New York to hang out with them for the first time in a while. But there's going to be fans coming up to you and be like, oh, Tommy, can we take a picture? And you didn't want, heaven forbid, and you're valid to do so, to let them miss erroneously think that you went Hollywood. So, like, we, you know, we dipped around the block. It was just, but I didn't tell her. Thanks for not telling me because at this point... I expect to see you in the lobby when I get downstairs and you're nowhere to be found. You haven't sent me a text message. 
And so I'm like we're drinking. Like we went around the block. Like I said, Johnny knew the bartender there, whatever. Like we were in a very, very short. Plus, we've been drinking all day. After well, now after the uh, all the press, you know, yeah. I, when we got back to the hotel, she's still working at this point. I'm not. So my friends, you know, my brothers are here. We're drinking, and we went to the bar, and like I, I consumed a lot of alcohol in okay. a very short period of time yeah. from the last time she saw me. Let's put it that way. From when I had you just were left. Sober. Uh, you were yeah, sober. Yeah. Ish. You now, were yeah, you now. were like one drink in when you left the hotel room to go downstairs. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to stand at the corner. I'm waiting. The car is waiting. And finally, Tommy stumbles around the corner. And now he's no longer sober. He is his beat red turned up. And, and now we're going to go to my I mean not a big deal right I mean this wasn't like a major stressful yeah, build up take a test I mean, you know what I mean it's they're not encouraging like this behavior I'm not nervous I'm not like at all nervous to introduce you to the world and you're not going to be on live tv in about an hour but oh, all right no big deal we hop in the car now my um amazing fiance is a little bit less than 100 his best yeah, no, I was twisted. But when who get, am I to talk? When we get there, so they bring us upstairs, you know. One super cool thing is that Watch What Happens Live producers email you a week in advance to get your drink order, specific like drink order. Like, what would you like? Please send in you and every guest of yours what your drink order is. You get to invite two guests to come hang out with you in the green room. Well, between the Irish guy and the Persian girl, we had an entourage. I really thought it was did. like 10, 20 people. <laughs> we really did. And they don't even it. walk in the building with us, which would be the right way to do it because then... No, they're trickling the in. Yeah, the producer, exactly. They're trickling in instead of walking in where the producer can be like, all right, these people are really with Maris. They're really with MJ. Let's walk them all up as one group. No, we couldn't be that simple. We couldn't be that nice. We had to just trickle our guests in. I'm upstairs getting my last touches. So I was be the one to go down to get the people with and like every time we went and, down and Tommy, we would come up and have a drink. You know, and we Tommy, go down, come up and have a drink. The reason our entourage was that big is because imagine our friends ask us and they want to come and we're like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't think we have enough room." They only said we can have like one or two people and you're not one of them. You didn't make the cut. That's one of the things that when you say that we're kismet and we're one heartbeat or two pulses, whatever. It's that exact thing that you and I are always going to make room for our family and we're never going to say no. And I feel like the producers that watch what happens, like understand that. Like you don't want to talk about not going Hollywood. You never want to exclude your friends and family from a night. So while I'm in glam, Tommy disappears because this motherfucker cannot sit still. I will tell you one thing about you, babe. When you are turned up, you cannot oh, sit all, still. I'm all over the yard. Bro. All over the yard. I'm all over the yard. And so. Because if I'm, not, if like I sit still, I'm going to like want to go to sleep. You know, I want to like, all right, that's it. I'm done. You're a road like, runner. I got, yeah, I am the road runner, bro. Pants in your pants. Yeah, man. You cannot sit still. And what I'm nervous now because you keep disappearing because people keep texting you from down downstairs and they're like hey can you come and get me up the elevator because there's a security check-in there's got to have id each person has to be on a list you have to be accounted for and a producer from the show has to escort tommy to go downstairs and check in with the downstairs security guard i mean it's a lot and again this cannot be understated 
every time I went down to get somebody, I would get a drink. And now you're coming upstairs also, (laughs) not just with my friends, but there's, you know, they have an audience full of people that are going to watch this show. You know what I'm saying? MJ's on the show tonight. Well, what happens Tommy's is... Tommy's like, they all know me now. You know what I'm mean? saying? So they're all like, oh, Tommy, you're Tommy, Tommy. You're not supposed to be out there, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, how's everybody, you know, so I'm you're like... You're not supposed to be walking, according to Watch What Happens Live producers, you're supposed to walk in once. You go and you we wait in the green room until it's showtime. Tommy is walking in and out like he's like a hotel. Like a bunch, bro. Like, yeah, yeah I, got two, I got two more, bro. Let's go. Yes. You know, like, again, and again, this is, was so bad. this is my city, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like even the fans that are in the audience, I might not know you, but we're the fucking same people, bro. You know what I mean? Like we're the same people, I promise. Oh so God. they're all being nice. Like, oh, Tommy, I love you. I fucking love you too, man. You know, so. I well, just she I knows think you when have I get to say dr- one thing. I when I get drunk, I you know friendly. I, yeah, I get you spread the love. Yeah, man, I, I get. I'm throwing you in a headlock. I'm giving you a hug. Well, I'm giving you nuggies. Well, and she can tell you what happened next. Well, okay. I want to say, <laughs> sorry. I just it's. I'm so nervous right now, sweating, thinking about this happening because. I'm so glad that I was in the green room kind of turning a blind eye because this is so unprofessional and stressful. Like if you really think about it, because Tommy comes back into the green room with red lipstick all over his collar, the buttons of his white button down shirt suit, suit shirt ripped off (laughs) and it was open and it's like on his undershirt. And I was like, what the fuck were you doing? It looked like like a, like Where a, the fuck like were a you? Prom, I got laid. You know what I like mean? It was like he was disheveled. And I was like, well, I don't think it's possible that he just like made out with the random girl, but given where we are right now. So I'm going to have to go ahead and chalk it up to. I just saw him put someone in a headlock when we were outside downstairs. So I guess that's what is just going to happen again and again for the rest of the night. 100%. 100%. Yeah, if you're ever around me and I'm I'm inebriated, uh, there's a good chance I'm going to throw you in a headlock and give you some nuggies. <laughs> exactly. That's Donnie Wahlberg, bro. So this particular Watch What Happens Live, who am I with? I'm doing it with Mike Epps. Oh, my God. Day Day from Jeez, Friday. I love like Day Day. I'm <laughs> yeah. dying. Top flight security of the world, Craig, of the world. I mean, for me to be able to sit next to a legend like Mike Epps for a Watch What Happens Live performance and... He was maybe a little nervous, like he was disappointed that I was with you, I think. I guess yeah, he's he known as caboose. being like a big flirt. And then another legend, LMFAO. Yeah, they were there too. What's his first name? What's is He just goes by LMFAO. L, I think his first name no, is L. I think he goes by LMFAO. Yeah. Olum. <laughs> and it's oh, it was Red Foo. I don't think people yeah, understand no. your humor all the time uh, in this case. Right. You do. That's all that matters so, to me. So this is like a and, uh, big lineup. No, we've actually been there since. This, and this is a is big lineup. Back, to, it's it's a credit to Andy and that show that he's grown it because when we went the first time I went, I should say you had been to Andy a bunch. It looked like in an office building. I mean, it still is, but like the backstage part of it looked like there was just you know cubicles and the dressing room, the green room, green room, 
was really just a conference room. You know, now when you go there, it's a it's a deal, bro. It's a big deal. Like there's, you know, a legit green room. There's an, the, the audience is getting shit-faced. There's a bar. Uh, so they've come a long way from, you know, back then. So to paint the picture, it's a live show with the live audience. And when you walk in, you come up and you walk through the producers that are like sitting in their cubicles. And like, that was just not expected yeah, to yeah, yeah. you seeing everything, how it goes down for the first time like that. Yeah. Well, I, again, I'm it's from New York. I worked in the city since I'm a kid and it just looked like you went into like a job late night when everybody was gone. Yeah. And there was, this is all very new to me. Like, what the hell is this? When you go back there now, it's a totally same difference. You now the elevator opens up. There's people getting, there's people drinking. There's you know pictures being taken. It's it's got much more of a Hollywood, quote unquote, feel. But the people uh, drinking are not the now. people who work on the show. No, obviously, it's obviously. the the studio audience. The studio audience, and who are so fucking happy to be there. It's exciting. They are so happy to be there. Overall, it was a legendary night. Tommy made his live TV debut. We were in the house with Mike Epps, Red Fruit from LMFAO, who had that song. If you guys don't remember, his song, Party Rock, was on the charts for like three years straight. It was like, part, let's go party in the house tonight. Till the body don't have a good Till the party, till I have a good Party rocking till the house, till the break tonight. Everybody have a good time. Party rocking till the break of dawn. Party rocking in the house tonight. Everybody have a good time. All right, guys, moving on. We have our Q&A today. It's all about Andy. And here we go. I love this part because, Tommy... We asked our friends on social, send us your questions for our first time going to do Watch What Happens Live and how it was meeting Andy. Barefoot291 asked us, we know Andy loves a shady moment. What's the shadiest thing he's ever asked me? So I have to say, I just watched a bunch of clips from Watch What Happens Live and I think that he has gone out of his way to save my ass. I think we all know the reason why you're at Watch What Happens Live is because you're in the hot seat. You're meant to be in the hot seat. You've got to be ready to answer any question that comes for you, any caller, anything that is tweeted in. And it is live and it is very scary. You have to be ready. Well, it's, you know, Bravo's version of The Tonight Show. And it's all the shows on the network. So you kind of have to, you know, not to say that you, you're required to watch all the shows, but typically they're looking for, you know, people that are fans of the shows on the network and you fall right into that. So when you go on there, you know, you definitely are on the hot seat because he's going to have questions for you, not just about your show, but about other shows and how engaged you are. And, you know, he he takes you serious and your opinion is serious because he knows that you're so like it's like when Rappaport goes on. You know, he knows Rappaport's watching. He knows you're watching. Shout out Michael Rappaport and Kibi. Uh, so, yeah, His man. wife. Well, I just have to say that 
Andy does ask tough questions, but that's what I'm there for. And I have to say, I feel like he has saved my ass more often than he's grilled me. Because I think that his pet peeve would be, and this is me just taking an observation from the years that I've known him, is I think that he would get irritated by somebody who is withholding. If you come on the show and cuss on live TV, you're going to rub them the wrong way because you're going to get them in trouble. He's going to hate that. He's not a fan of that. If you refuse to take off your sunglasses, you're going to rub him the wrong way. He's not, he's going to hate that. But if you're also like withholding and dishonest and lie to him, I don't think he likes that. And I think that he knows that I don't lie to him. Like I am messy. I'm turned up, but I'm telling the truth. Yeah. I think that he also, you know, and this goes with the reunions too. He doesn't, he doesn't like when you're wasting time. You know what I mean? Like he likes you to be present and in the moment and be a professional, you know, knock this out. Let's get this done. Like by professional, like being real. That's what you're yeah, there yeah, to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're there to be real. You're there to be honest. You're not there to like squirm out of and things. And you're not there to be a diva. You know and what I mean? And you're not like, there to be dodgy and yeah. like try to like be bob and weave. Yeah. And I think that if I may go so far as to say that I think that he knows that Andy knows that he's always going to get the best of me that I have. When I saw my old episodes of Watch What Happens, damn, I was twisted. Like my eyes were closed while I was sitting in that chair. My eyes were half staffed. Like my speech was slurred. I could barely get a word out. Like I couldn't even finish a question because I like fell asleep. And Andy would have to carry me. What's the word? Um, um, metaphorically, Andy would have to carry me home from the question like he'd have to walk the question back with me to move on in like my early Shaw's days he must have walked away going like damn I don't know who's gonna carry that bitch home but I'm sure glad it's not me all right Kate in Porto do you think he has a favorite on Shaw's uh yeah I think he's got a favorite on any of the shows that are out there just because anybody else would too you know he has a favorite um he's not gonna tell you but I think he definitely has favorites. I think it's human nature to, exactly. to have a favorite. Exactly. Exactly. Especially this is his life. He's he's built a life. Everything he has in his life is, you know, built upon these type of shows. So he's a fan first. He's definitely gonna have favorites. He's definitely gonna have people that he thinks bring brings the the milkshake to the yard. And just to clarify, Kate and Porto, thanks for asking the question. Tommy and I are just saying what we think. Andy doesn't send us memos saying like to my favorite Shaw, like by no stretch of the imagination do we actually Yeah, I'm not saying that we're his favorite Shaws. I'm just saying I think he has favorites with any of the shows that are on the network. Yeah, like, you know what I love to do though? I love to speculate. I love to observe Andrew Cohen while he is communicating in nonverbal ways. Uh, That's where you get the meat of your communication. Life underscore imitates art. I'll answer this. Uh, Right, Tommy? I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. If you really want to know what someone thinks, watch them. Don't listen to the words that come out of their mouth. To a certain extent. Life underscore imitates art. Is he nice to everyone? Um, From my experience, he is. Yes. From my experiences, he, he is. And I'll take it a step further. You know, he understands... 
he gets it that for some of these people, they're real big fans, you know, and he's a representation of not just himself, but of the network of the Bravo universe. And he gets it and he wears that. If you just watch and observe, like she was just saying, you know, you could see that he's engaging with the people that he sees and that he meets, uh, you know, and this is a nightly show. This is going on every night. So we only see one night. If that's what he's doing every night, that's a lot to ask of someone. And he, he does it real well. He gets the assignment. Yeah. Right. I just wanted to say that Andy is so down to earth and like unaffected. I think that he is well aware that the one experience that he's going to have with his fans are going to be something that they're going to remember a lot longer than he will. He goes out of his way to make sure that it's a good impression. Perfectly put. Perfectly put. Michael Jordan used to say that, too, that the reason that he played, he played every game and the reason he came out every night, he did his best because he knew that for some fan in the audience, that might be the only time they ever get a chance to see him play. And he didn't want to ever lay an egg. And it's the same thing with Andy. He understands. He gets the assignment, like you said, that for some of these people who are very, very passionate fans, uh, might be the only chance they ever get to meet him. And he's not he doesn't flip that off. He doesn't he takes that seriously. And it only might it might be 10 seconds. It might be two minutes, whatever it is, he's going to give you his attention and you're going to walk away feeling like that was, I just got to meet Andy Cohen and that was awesome. And um, our last question is from Lisa Marie, one, two, three. How involved is Andy with casting guidance and advice? One of the misnomers, and I see him getting this on Twitter all the time, and I see him having to address this over and over. Like people will like go on our page and be like, Fire so and so. Get rid of so and so. Tell Andy to do it. Yeah, or tell Andy they to do him. it, or that something happened and that's because Andy him. wanted it. You know what I mean? And like, this uh, is all Andy's fault. Yeah, from my experience, <laughs> I can, he's got nothing to do with Shaz aside from the reunions. But he does everybody's reunions. Oh uh, yeah, he's yeah, definitely. He's, but that's what's good. He's a fan. You know what I mean? Like he's a legit fan of the show as well. It's been on. It's one of the longest shows on the network. So like he watches the show. Well, there's Orange County. Then there's. A- I understand, but he produces those shows. So he has a working interest in those shows, not just a passing interest as a fan. He watches your show strictly as a fan. Andy likes to say he is an employee of Bravo, just like the rest of us, except for, like you said, the shows in which he produces. Yeah. And, you know, he's built a big career for himself. Otherwise, I just don't think he has the bandwidth to be responsible for all the things that people think he's responsible for. He couldn't do it and still do the things that he does where he goes on on tours with uh, what's his face with Anderson, Cooper. Anderson Cooper and he's writing books and, you know, he does uh, he does his own appearances like he, uh, he just wouldn't have the time to do it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for submitting questions. You know, we uh, we couldn't that, that's a part of the show. Everybody likes and we couldn't do without your without your input and remember guys go to the till the dirt podcast.com sign up so that we can let you know when the merch is dropping we're picking out some really fun cozy comfy t-shirts and swag that i think will be really fun conversation starters and now just to reiterate it's till the dirt podcast on all social facebook twitter instagram you know the big boys i, I guess we'll not all of it but the, the big boys till the dirt podcast be careful out there stay safe and we'll see you next week yes
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. We're so happy you're coming on this journey with us. It would mean so much to us if you would rate our show, give us five stars, leave a nice comment, and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all our new episodes. You could also follow us on all platforms at Till the Dirt with Tommy and MJ. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.